You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Hello and welcome back to this week's Weekly Wrap-Up here on Sprott Money News. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford, and on the line with me today we have our chairman, Mr. Eric Sprott. Good morning, Eric. How are you doing today, sir? Morning, Jeff. I'm in good shape. Everything's gone sort of okay this week. Uh, let's see what happens going forward. So first, let's take a look at what's happening in Europe. Obviously, Greece and the ongoing debt crisis continues. Things are definitely on the crunch for them. And then likewise, we've had some recent data in terms of Italy and outstanding loans as well. What are your thoughts in terms of what's happening in Europe, Eric? Sure. Well, I think the bigger issue is the Greece issue because it uh, seems to be coming to a head. There doesn't seem to be any party giving any uh, any room to come to a conclusion as I've said before, to me, the bigger issue is uh, the ECB's advanced $80 billion to support the banking system, and now we're arguing about the $7.2 billion to support the government. I suspect that in terms of bargaining, Greece knows probably full well that they've got to come through with the $7.2 billion, otherwise chaos reigns. And uh, I think based on the actions of the ECB lending all that money to the Greek banks, that final analysis, they'll figure out that they better give them the $7.2 billion, otherwise they're going to start some kind of domino effect. Now, you know, maybe each side gets so stubborn well, that, uh, you know, we don't get an agreement, but it sounds to me like $7.2 is a drop in the bucket versus the $80 billion they've already advanced. So uh, we have some key dates coming up. I think June 5th, there's supposed to be some great payment or large payment to the IMF, which Greece has suggested they won't make. We'll have to see where it all goes. Uh, I mean, obviously, Greece is broke. They've admitted they're broke, and they, they're, they're crying out for help. I suspect they'll get it because the powers that be don't want the domino effect to, uh, to get going here. So, And then on the Italian front, I, I think I read something this morning suggesting that the quantity of non-performing loans at Greek banks is, is something like 18%. Well, you know, banks, if you're levered 25 to 1, you got 4% capital and uh, 96% liabilities. And if 18% of your assets are in trouble, you can imagine the whole 4% equity gets wiped out here. It's always been, a, as you know, a major concern of mine that these banks uh, really aren't solvent if uh, when push comes to shove and they have to recognize the decline in asset values, let alone if something happened in Greece and all of a sudden bond yields roared up across the board and the asset values would go down even more. So, again, it's just another sign that the banking system is not healthy, another reason for people to uh, consider owning uh, precious metals. Now, likewise, Eric, let's take a look at what's happening uh, with the U.S. economy. We can see the GDP numbers revised a second time, so we have a, a double seasonally adjusted GDP outlook this time. Very interesting. What are your thoughts in terms of what we're seeing with the economy as well? Well, of course, they revised it to a negative 0.7% from a plus 0.2, which means if you have two quarters like that, you're in a recession. Hard to deny it. And uh, when you look at some of the uh, data points, um, we see the Bloomberg Consumer Conference Index has gone down again. The Gallup data indicates that the middle class is not doing well. There's some great articles on zero hedge about the cost of health care exploding in the states and of course it's already almost everyone's biggest expense so again i there's no there's no not many signs of recovery here the middle class is is getting routed here there was an interesting article uh, about a, an index of inflation called the chapwood index which measured uh, something like 500 things that people buy services and goods in i think it was 20 cities 
And it started off with, you know, health care premiums and rents and insurance costs, et cetera, down to, you know, cost of haircuts and things like that. And they've indicated that since since they started this, which I think was in the late, inflation has been at over 10% a year. And, of course, if it is over 10% a year for the things that you buy, not the CPI calculation, but things that you buy, and your wages are going up 2% a year, there's a, there's a point where your discretionary spending just falls off the table. And we've seen that in lots of companies reporting uh, declining sales. So I don't think there's a recovery going on with by far the majority of consumers feeling the heat of uh, excessive inflation. So Eric, last week the COT report was released. We didn't get a chance to talk about it because it was released on Friday after we had recorded the weekly wrap-up. What are your thoughts in terms of the data released within the COT report last week? Well, the traders are indicates what happened in a week that ends on a Tuesday and it's reported on a Friday. So uh, Friday, I think around 3 o'clock it's reported. But what it basically showed in that week to Tuesday that the speculators net were net buyers of a, in silver 122 million ounces of silver. 122 million ounces uh, relates to about eight or 900 million ounces that's produced in a year. So this huge surge of buying, which was totally met by the commercial hedgers, the commercial purchases, which were all uh, commercial banks, selling them short 125 million ounces of silver. This is, of course, silver they don't have. It's just a naked short. And, and I found the report just disgusting that you had this huge wave of buying coming that just met by eight to ten commercials. I can't even believe that they'd be allowed to sell that much. They have something like 600 million ounces sold short here amongst about 10 guys. Can't even imagine that you're allowed to own such large short positions. And of course, uh, Ted Butler's always written some great information on this, and uh, he's described the Chicago Mercantile Exchange or the CFTC as a scam. And the data last week was so disgusting. Same in gold, about six million net ounces of gold. The, Commercial sold, sold it all to them, 6 million relates to 80 million ounces produced in a year. The numbers were just mind-boggling, the amount of buying there was and the amount of naked shorting by the commercial interests. And we'll get another report this afternoon. It'll be interesting to see what happened. I think that this uh, sell-off was engineered to try to make the shorts good, which is what they do. They kind of you know drive it up, drive it down, sweep the table, cover the shorts, drive it up, sweep the table again. I mean, it's just a sickening exercise in in markets which are uh, described by others as fraudulent and uh, a lot of the data seems to support that so it was just a horrendous thing to have to witness that a small group of commercial banks can control prices in the precious metals markets when i think on a worldwide basis demand is seemingly very very strong so more of the same someday it'll break but yet again we don't know when that day is but it was it was hard to uh, digest that report <laughs> and stay, uh, stay sane at the same time. So, but that's what we have to put up with in the investment markets these days. Now, Eric, moving over to precious metals, I had the opportunity to speak to Jim Sinclair yesterday. And one of the things he said that was interesting was that he thought that gold has bottomed out. So what are your thoughts in terms of what Jim is saying? I know you have a tremendous amount of respect for him for all the great calls he's made over the years. And likewise, what are your thoughts in terms of how things could be moving going forward? Well, I have the greatest admiration with Jim. He called the talk in 1980. He called the rally up to 1900. You know, the guy's been spot on. Now, in the last few years, 
things haven't gone as well as Jim might have expected or myself for that matter. Of course, we've introduced this uh, new factor in the market that people are allowed to rig things such as LIBOR and Forex, and it seems obvious to me it might also be happening in the precious metals markets. I think there's a good uh, sound base for the precious metals here. As I mentioned, we had huge buying a week ago. You can kind of see uh, the, the gold heading to the east. I mean, we've had some slippage from their gold trust where the, and that matter, the silver trust where the, the silver and gold keep leaking out. We have an options expiry today in gold where it's, we still have an open interest of 30,000 contracts, which would be 30 million ounces. There's presently only about 11 million ounces owned by the commercials. Now, we have one day to go, and quite often these numbers can just evaporate on us for some bizarre reason. But we could have some excitement today when we get to see how many ounces are nominated for delivery. So I, I think the buying's been there. Uh, it's, it's obviously been suppressed. Uh, I don't know what event it will take in the world to uh, make things happen, whether it's something happening in Greece, something happening in various countries and states and cities that obviously are all bankrupt and pension plans that are underfunded. Uh, but the same theme applies. There's such a risk in this financial system that we have these phony markets in terms of, for sure, the bond market, in my view, with the stock market. Uh, and, of course, the antithesis of that is they keep suppressing the gold price because it's the canary in the coal mine. But events, uh, with, with the amount of debt that's been taken on here since the financial crisis, you know, something is is going to happen here somewhere along the line. So I think everyone just has to hold tight. I think we could be in for some exciting times here if a few of these events break out and, and the central planners can't control things. So I'm very, very optimistic. We've had some great action in some gold stocks here, which is sort of telling us that you know gold and silver are getting ready to do things. So I'm still very optimistic on things. I think that our day is, is coming here shortly. Well, as usual, Eric, we always appreciate your insight here on the weekly wrap-up, and we look forward to speaking to you in the weeks to come as well. Well, let's look forward to a great week. All the best, Jeff, and to all your listeners. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. This is Jeff Rutherford for the weekly wrap-up here on Sprout Money News. Have a great weekend.